I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find these sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Kayla McKinnon. And there are so many ways you can listen to this program. Oh my gosh, so many. So many. Primarily two. Yeah. Number, <laughs> number one, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Have a look-see over there. Give us a follow. You will get a notification every time a new episode goes live, usually on Tuesdays. Sometimes nah, but usually on Tuesdays. If while you're there, you're like, this is too much work. I don't want to click these buttons. I don't want to come here all the time. I just want things brought to me. I don't we- like SoundCloud. <laughs> what did SoundCloud ever do to you? <laughs> you monster. I'm just being that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a monster, like the person Caitlin is conjuring depicting depicting while you're at soundcloud if you can endure it for another five seconds you'll see a button there that says subscribe and it's got a familiar logo on it and when you click that it will take you to apple podcasts apple podcasts while you're at apple podcasts you can click subscribe and just like that snap ding kablam Uh, whoa whoa (laughs) i'm not you're saying i'm the monster (laughs) cannon fires and a notice goes out to your mans sir chauncey frostilicus MD. MD the fourth LLB. <laughs> what else can we put back there? <laughs> I don't know. Esquire. And he hits the airwaves to bring you piping hot, fresh episodes of Geek Down as soon as they are available. You don't have to worry about nothing. They no. just come. You just sit back, relax. It's a cool breeze. Bam, Chauncey. And you know that, that cold front that's moved in? <laughs> that's Chauncey at work. You think that's seasonal. <laughs> climate changes it's not it's not it's not that we are rotating further away from the sun well it's not hey for the last like 10 septembers it has been hot at the beginning of september listen i will never complain about summer this year it was a delight it was in this place if you would like us to thank chauncey on your behalf there's a few ways you can get at us to do that uh the first one or first two, I should say, because they're kind of the same, is Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. They're, they're both at GeekDownPod. Yep. Uh, the second would be uh, Gmail. GeekDownPod at gmail.com. And uh, the third would be Facebook. Which is at? www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. If you love this show so much that words will not suffice... They cannot contain. They are hollow, brittle shells that cannot contain your appreciation for the work and the effort and the content that we bring you for free. For free. Every week. We can cover that, too. You can go, if you like, to Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekDownPod. You can find out ways you can support this program and our endeavors. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. And if you did, it would make us very happy. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who supports us already. Don't you want to make Caitlin's big round face happy? It is big and round. And when you make it large. happy, it gets bigger and rounder because she's smiling. <laughs> and my <laughs> just, cheeks get off. Just pushes those cheeks way out into an even further circumference than and they the, already are. The worst thing is, is when people talk about the cheeks, they get bigger because I smile and they just get more and more. Apparently, the word is plump. Plump. Yes. So. Rubenesque. Yeah. So yeah, give us money. That'd be great. 
it'd be great. We'd really appreciate it. We would appreciate it. But we also just appreciate people corresponding with us. We do. Because we know you're from all across the world. We just love to hear from you, whether it's via tweet, email, on the Facebook, however. You can, as the kids say, at us. Sometimes. Don't always at us. But when I'm bitching about my hero academia, don't at me. I don't care. But you can you can add us. But if you want to tell us nice things and ask about our lives and tell us about your lives. Yeah, we we do care. We'd love to hear that. We find it fascinating. Well, listeners, you're probably saying to yourself, Jordan sounds in much better humor after last week. Just a bit. If you follow us on Twitter, you would already know Jordan got a sizable chunk of his body pulled out of his skull. It's huge. It is alarmingly large. <laughs> the day after we recorded last week. Went to go, God, can I go <laughs> two weeks <laughs> without having to talk? About my Liberty Village dentist. They, hey, they should be supporting us at this point. Jesus Christ. They really should be sponsoring us. Yondola wasn't even there. I didn't get to deal with Yondola this time. Oh. I have to deal with the actual dentist, Dr. Sam. I don't even know if that's his first or his last name. They just keep calling him Dr. Sam. And I'm like, are you, are you being cute or is that his actual name? Like Michael Sam, like the football player? Or is he just, you're just trying to be like, I'm Dr. Sam. His name is Sam Doesn't he have Applebaum. a card? Can't you like look? I don't know. I've, n- I've never, never thought to inquire. Next time um, you're there, grab a card, because apparently you need one. I, just, I have no idea who's prodding and yanking things out of my skull. Uh, yeah. Too much pain. Yeah. Going into Monday. Nothing was working anymore, and I woke up on Monday and called them immediately. <laughs> called them three times, actually. Oh, wow. Called them, got the voicemail, and they were like, we'll call you back in 15 minutes. 20 minutes later, they had not called. <laughs> we, we went through that song and dance again. <laughs> then I called them again. When it was all said and done, eventually they're like, oh, was that you calling this morning? I was like, yeah. Yes, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. in fucking agony. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Parkdale. Yeah. Parkdale. Parkdale. Listen, you'd be real happy the air show isn't happening right now. Yeah, we better get this wrapped up before it starts up again. Uh, so mercifully, they were able to see me that day at like 10. Oh, good. They were able to like... I called them, yeah, like 8.15. They were able to see me at like 10.50. Um, and I went in and did the, did the chit-chat about, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, the, the root canal, we could do a root canal. be covered by your insurance at 80%. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. What's, you were like, pull what, it out. What am I on the hook for there? And they're like, uh, that would be, be on the hook for about you know, $200. I was like, yeah. And if I pull it, uh, that'd be like 58 I'm like, yeah, it's in the back. <laughs> Get it the fuck out. I don't care how it goes. I don't care how you fix it. You can use just those pliers over there. Seriously. Just numb my face the fuck up. I'm liable to fall asleep in the chair the second it stops hurting. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting sensation experience. I know it is. It just feels like people are like... Oh, you've had it before? Or oh, yeah. I've had uh, teeth. teeth. Uh, no, I still have my wisdom teeth because I don't, I'm not made of money. What are these people <laughs> nuts? Um, and I have to get put to sleep to get it done. Oh, um, yeah, because thankfully, no. I, I can't be awake for it. I'm too uh, terrified mm. and that's bad because then I tense up and then things can go wrong. So the dentist a million years ago that I went to see about it, he's like, I can't put you to sleep. Like I don't have a license for that. So I'm gonna have to send you somewhere else. And I was oh, like, nice. nope, nope, nope. All kinds of nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um, but for when I got my braces way back when in the day, they had to pull a couple teeth and, uh, <laughs> there were too many teeth in my mouth. Um, surprise. <laughs> um, I have Scottish background. <laughs> big, big round face got too many teeth. In it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's weird. It feels like they're just like jingling around back there and then boop, it's gone. Yeah, the, the, you know, so uh, 
because of who I am as a person, I already looked up what this procedure was going to involve. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you'll feel pressure, but you won't feel pain. And it was like the, the jacking it up. Yeah. That I felt about <laughs> it, the actual pulling. I was just like, oh, it's gone. Now? It's okay. gone. Yeah. Came out all in one piece, mercifully. So they didn't have to break it or worry about pieces getting dislodged or whatever. Um, apparently, because I still have my wisdom teeth in there. They're not like impacted or anything. They're fine. They're just cooling out. They, yeah. Nothing needs to happen with them. Um, and apparently, you could see it in the hole after they pulled it. And the dentist and the assistant were both like, oh, cool. I'm like, could you not? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Could you not? Please. Oh, I love that they were like, cool. Oh, oh cool. You can see it on the Thanks, thanks, thanks. It's great. Um, uh, while you're down there, how are they doing? They're good? <laughs> they're good. I got some time. Got to come up. Can you, can you pop them up into the <laughs> hole that you just made? Um, yeah, so they let me keep it. That's weird. <laughs> hey, are you getting he money? A- he asked. He's like, he's like, did you want to take the tooth home? I was like, kind of? <laughs> Is that weird? He's like, no, I always offer. Uh, you should put it in your pillow. See if Chauncey will put some money <laughs> oh there for God, you. Oh, my God. Chauncey will help me pay for this. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's just been sitting on my microwave for a week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I can't. Uh, <laughs> I miss solids. I miss caffeine. Ah, uh, they're overrated. I miss bumming cigarettes. Um, I am straight monastic with this thing because it's like too much to talk about this. Basically, what happens is you chomp on gauze for like an hour and a clot forms in the hole. And yes. the clot is what, you know, aids the healing process. Yes. You've been through this. Uh-huh. You know, the people may not know. Um, and I've just been like. Apparently, before the internet, no one really knew about this thing called dry socket, which is what can happen if, like, the clot breaks down or pops out or something. Yeah. Where then you just have a hole in your face, and apparently, how will I know if I have dry socket? Well, apparently, it hurts like death and smells like death. That's <laughs> so great. You, you will know, because basically the bone in your jaw is exposed right. to the elements. Um, and I have been straight monastic in the effort to eliminate the risk of a, a dry socket, so... Caitlin was admiring my collection of soft, soft foods and so paste. At first, split second, I thought there might be a baby here, and I got <laughs> she, really excited. She's really like, "Where are you hiding it? Is it in the closet? Is it in your wardrobe? No, it's it's for me." Um, even <laughs> one day this week, I was like, "Man, I am worried about my digestion just with all this <laughs> bl- pasted fruit I'm eating, <laughs> all the sauced fruit." So let me run, let me grab one of those meat-based pouch baby food pouches. Tell them about your amazing potato experience. Oh my god, y'all! I kept reading about you know you read about things you can eat you know et cetera et cetera. I don't know why it took me this long. Just in general in my life, let alone this long into the you know dental extraction experience, to not bring mashed potatoes back into my life. Mashed potatoes. Now, granted, they're just, you know, they're in the potato flakes, you know, whatever. But, but still. Y'all, I sat down last night around like four because we know it was coming off nights and I was going to be, you know, asleep by six with a giant ass bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> and watched the Lego movie. And it was, I was like, this is, I don't, I need, I require nothing else right now. <laughs> My face doesn't hurt anymore. I'm eating mashed potatoes. And yeah, ma- mashed, pota- mashed potatoes, you back in. You're on the board of just <laughs> things in my life that bring me happiness. And uh, then I washed it down with uh, with some ice cream because I can have that too. What? what? Half second thought maybe I'd lose weight eating a little better for the week and, you know, less solids. Eliminate that possibility and you <laughs> suck down a tub of ice cream. <laughs> Whoop. 
Uh, how's your week been? Um, I got to hold a baby. Oh, for fuck's sake. I <laughs> will talk about it for the next week. <laughs> and then the baby fell asleep because I have the knack. The knack. Yeah. I got it from nannying. <laughs> oh, God. You were a nanny? Yeah. I've told you about this. Have you? I had to nanny three kids at one time. God. And then one of them pushed one of them down the stairs once. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> That's concluded Caitlin's career as a nanny. <laughs> hey, no, apparently kids do this all the time to each other. <laughs> Pushing each other down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, my cousin Andy once pushed me down the stairs. Um, and when my mom asked him why, he said it was because he didn't like me. That's that's how kids get rid of other kids. I didn't push I don't think I pushed anyone down the stairs. You didn't have siblings. <laughs> Specifically siblings. I punched a girl in the face in kindergarten for singing happy birthday when it wasn't my birthday, but I didn't punch anybody <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> you've always been upset about your age and getting older <laughs> i just it's like one of my earliest memories i just being i just re, i really thought it through like you know she it's not my birthday she's singing happy birthday at me this is really bothering me how will i solve this problem well the duke boys punch people in the face to solve their problems okay <laughs> i threw sand in a kid's face I once clock nikki give in the face Still remember Poor Nikki Gibb. I didn't know the kid who I threw hand at. I just know my grandma was really mad at me and asked me why. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. That's kids for you. That's a thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you held a baby and that's the most exciting thing that happened this week? Uh, oh, I officially moved out of my old uh, apartment. Into your new swinging couple's palace. Hamilton's Melrose Place. <laughs> We've uh, We came up with like we had to really think about this we're not calling each other housemates we're roomies <laughs> roomies fewer fewer vowels <laughs> snazzy rolls say, off the tongue yeah just say roomies my roomies my roomies yeah it's like homies but roomies <laughs> um but the white version <laughs> so white so white um yeah so it's exciting times um, and I think that's it. Work's been crazy because I work at an education-based area, and Friday was the first day that students could add or drop classes. Oh, God. And it's been a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And, I, and while that's going on, I don't get any other work done. It's so much fun. Next 20 days are going to be a blast. Why do they expect you to be able to do anything other than just deal with whiny, entitled children? What's really weird, actually, is the number of parents. I work at an institution that could be called post-secondary education, and it's been weird. There have been a lot of parents and doing all the talking <laughs> and not, I'm like, you got to let them fend for themselves sometimes and like, at least let them do the talking. You can be there for moral support, I guess. <laughs> it's still weird. Um, I, I, there's a new phrase. You know how they have helicopter parents? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a phrase called Black Hawk parents. Black Hawk parents. Yeah, these are Black Hawk parents. What, what and they're the getting, difference? They get real. Uh, well, helicopter parents are just like, oh, I've got to make sure that, you know, Timmy and John make up on the playground. Like, really, you should let your kids, like, figure it out on their own, whether that's <laughs> punching each other in the face or throwing sand or just, you know, you let them work it out. Um, but uh, a helicopter parent is very much like, you need to make sure everything's okay and there are no boo-boos and all that. Uh, Blackhawk parent is the one who does all the talking when they're 20 <laughs> and uh, gets really frustrated in your face. And you're like, you need to calm down, ma'am. Um, yeah. So work's been interesting. 
You know what I'm doing after this? What are you doing after this? I'm going to go see a screening, a 25th anniversary screening of Degrassi Schools Out. Oh, wow. Who is dragging <laughs> you to that? Uh, friend and listener of the show, Christine. Ah, yes. Isn't that the one where everyone dies? What? <laughs> Somebody dies. I think Degrassi ends. Somebody might die. I actually don't remember. Um, I do remember uh, it says the F word at some point. Oh. And Joey Jeremiah jumps out of a window uh, and shows his bum. <gasps> My let, goodness. Let me, this is at the Royal Cinema here in Toronto. They've done. This is the second screening. They sold out of the first one so fast. Yeah, I'm that, sure they did. That they had to hold the second one. Um, Sorry, friends, for y'all don't, y'all, you know, you think Degrassi, you're thinking that thing, Drake was on Wheelchair Jimmy, all that, but long ago. Long ago. Before there was the current Degrassi. Before there was 90210. There was uh, the kids of Degrassi Street. Yep. Which begat Degrassi Junior High. Yep. Which then begat Degrassi High. Yep. We just followed all these kids in Toronto's East End. I actually lived for a spell by Degrassi Street, but I never went for a, I never went through a sightseeing tour. Ugh. Wasted opportunities. This was a, a... Show aimed at teenagers, starring teenagers, dealing with issues of the day. Yeah. Teens had to deal with, like drunk driving. Um, and teen, AIDS. P- teen pregnancy and the HIV and yeah. sexy sex. Yep. All that, all that stuff. Abortions, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I remember none of the characters. Uh, oh, no, wait. Now that I'm thinking, I know like every character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. That's like, that's like, there's Joy Jeremiah. He was, he was, the, he was the heartthrob. Yep. Um, his best friend was Weevils. I think so. Best friend? Um, and Snake was his other best friend. And did Snake get Spike pregnant? I can't remember. I can't remember. Spike definitely had a baby, but yeah. I can't remember who. And the, Kate, uh, Caitlin is Caitlin, that. Caitlin was Joey's dream girl. Mm-hmm. I think it took him a long time to get together. That's whose window I believe he's hopping out of. <laughs> Joey may have been getting it in. I don't remember. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's been 25 years since the conclusion of the Degrassi epic aired on the CBC yep. way back when. So they're holding an anniversary screening of it. Oh dear. And for some reason. <laughs> I'm doing something really lame. Mm. I'm going to the X. You haven't gone yet? No. Nope. Oh, I we're thought going, you were going. We're going after the you, show. I thought you would have gone yesterday. So you're going to see this epic screening of Degrassi. I'm just going to the lame X. <laughs> on like the second last day everybody's like wilding out and shit. Cause, yeah. Well, eat, eat a fun solid for me. <laughs> Uh, I will. I will have many. Speaking of solids. solids, let's get, let's get to this. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Caitlin walks in here today, shoves a styrofoam container in my face, and says, "Here, have some French fries." I'm like, "Where did you get French fries at?" Yeah. Like it's like eleven in the morning. Like where did you get French fries at? And Caitlin says, "The farmers market." I'm like, "When did you have time to go to the farmers market?" It's on the way. What do you mean it's on the way? It's on the way, like what? out from the ghost stage, like down the down Atlantic Avenue in the parking lot. It's there every single Sunday morning. So every time Caitlin makes her way here yeah. to record this show, uh-huh. she walks by a farmer's market yeah. filled with delicious foods. Yep. And she never brings anything. That's, I'm, I very rarely buy anything. Like I said before, same with my wisdom teeth. Not made of money. <laughs> it's a farmer's market in downtown Toronto. True. Oh, man. Honeycrisp apple season's coming, though. They're out there. They're out there already? There's apple cider. There's apple fritters, and I can't have them because they have dairy in them. Well, I can have I can't have them. They're solid. <laughs> Fuck. Can't, when can you eat solids again? I don't know. I'm going to see them on Friday, and they're going to look in there and tell me how it is and if I can eat a solid. <laughs> I may have to. Listen, I'm not, I'm not made of money either. I'm not going out buying breakfast shakes ain't fucking no. cheap. No, they're not. Giant box of breakfast shakes. Although, man, I can't wait to roll into work one day with a giant tub of mashed potatoes. 
that day is coming soon. It oh, might be dear. Monday. Um, anyway, well, I guess that's life. Yeah, that's life. I try not to think too much about, you know, how this is like the first, like, real sign of my mortality. You know, like, I've never oh, had... Oh, my listen, God. Listen, I've never had surgery. I've never lost anything. I've never had my tonsils out. I've never had any sort of surgical procedure. So <laughs> even the fact that they pulled some tooth out of my face. Yeah, this does not count as a surgical r- procedure. They it took counts some as pliers. a surgical procedure. It does not. They took some pliers and went, boop. And they did, boop. You got a boop. That's what you got. <laughs> it was a surgical boop. <laughs> oh, surgical boop. So, yeah, sometimes I just sit sit at dusk, <laughs> look at my tooth, and <laughs> uh, think about how eventually that's all I'll be is just, you know, debris. Debris Wow. <laughs> wow. Speaking of dead people. Yeah. Terry Pratchett continuing to go out in style. Yes. Terry Pratchett, author of the Discworld novels. Caitlin gave me one way back yonder. I remember enjoying it. Uh, never finished it, but I did enjoy it <laughs> while I was reading it. Uh, passed away due to complications from Alzheimer's last year. I believe 2015, so, yeah. I don't recall. Uh, somewhere in his will, Terry Pratchett does not want to become one of these posthumous industries. No. Where people just mine his old... He doesn't want Brandon Sanderson finishing his undone novels nope. or whatnot. If it's undone, he stipulated in his will to run them over with a steamroller. <laughs> yep. And this past week, that is exactly what his agent did <laughs> and documented it on Twitter. Held up the hard drive, put it down in front of a steamroller, which ran it over. And then he showed the cracked and destroyed, unrecoverable hard drive. Excellent. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Take lessons for settling your affairs from Terry Pratchett. Excellent. Rest well in, done, sir. Rest in peace, God. What else is out there in the world of news, Caitlin? All the Star Wars stuff. Oh, right. It was fucking Force Friday. Oh, again. And, 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 and I have to mention, and um, we didn't mention it last weekend, and it'll be long done by the time this show airs. Long done. But it's Fan Expo. It is Fan Expo this weekend. And you know how I know that? How do you know that? Well, beside it being the, you know, Labor Day weekend, which Fan Expo is always Labor Day weekend, it's also because all of the people wearing steampunk clothes <laughs> and tails and stuff. Just seeing them out them in, out there in the world? Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. So, back to Star Wars, uh-huh. though. I just wanted to, like, props Fan Expo, which is Toronto's, one of Toronto's big conventions. I just, you know, props Fan Expo people. I've never been, but I hear it's fun. Um, I don't think I like it, though, because I don't like spending money, because I'm Scottish. <laughs> um, now for Star Wars! Um, so, there are two bits of Star Wars news that I'd like to touch upon. Um, one of them is that uh, representation matters. And you can find an example of why it matters in the characters uh, Rose and Paige Tycho, in, coming up in the, the second movie in the new um, uh, trilogy. Episode 8. Sorry? Episode 8. Yes. Um, they are played respectively by Vietnamese-American actress Kelly Marie Tran and Vietnamese actress Veronica uh, No, or I think it's how you say it. It's the NGO. I don't know if there's like a way of... I do not know and I'm not going to try. No. No. Um, uh, they have action figures that have come out and have been very front and center. And uh, the Asian and Asian-American uh, community, specifically women in, those, in that community around the world, are like so freaking excited. They're just like, yes! 
I got action figures that kind of look like me. This is amazing. Um, so I just want to, like, good for you, Star Wars. More ladies. <laughs> more ladies of color. Always more ladies of color. Next, Star Wars Rebels. Also amazing. Um, their new season four trailer dropped, and it was pretty awesome. Um, I watch Rebels, and I've really, really liked it so far. Um, fourth season is going to be the, their last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will premiere on Disney XD on October 16th. And will probably tie itself up in a nice bow. Um, that doesn't sound very rebellious. Sorry? That doesn't sound very rebellious. Um, fine. There'll be a big explosion and lots of people will die. They're going to leave a mess. They're not going to pick up after themselves. Yep. Also sounds like a teenage boy. <laughs> then you can be like, you deal with it. And yeah. just leave. And they'll be like, what? And then... Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah, flip a table and then... <laughs> and other. Anyways, so that's some of the Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff out there, but it's not as important as either Rebels what or are you talking about? There's a black BB-8. That's all anybody wanted to fucking talk about. Ooh, there's a black BB-8. You know what? <laughs> Leave us alone, all right? We don't have that many thrills in life. You have all the thrills every time. Every, every time every year Mark Hamill farts. It's like my, <laughs> my goddamn feed blows up with all y'all being like, oh my God, it's the most important fart in the history of gas. <laughs> uh, speaking of most important things in the history of other things yeah. and space... It's kind of an astronomy minute right now. Caitlin's astronomy update. Time um, to learn about stars and planets. Or Caitlin's astronaut minute. <laughs> uh, astronaut and biochemist Peggy Whitson mm-hmm. has come back to Earth. She has accumulated now 665 days in space, making her the American astronaut with the most experience. Which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, just a little while ago, she surpassed the um, oldest female American astronaut, which is also pretty cool. So she's just like knocking down walls, smashing glass ceilings, taking names or not because she doesn't even care because she's an astronaut and a biochemist. Um, <laughs> also, fun fact, uh, things she missed most in her last couple months in space. Mashed potatoes. Pizza. I'm close. Also what I miss most in life. <laughs> So, there we go. Dairy. Um, and I finally have one final bit of news. Okay. There was a story going around about uh, a mother and a young boy, and this young boy um, really freaking loves princesses. He like, likes to dress up as Elsa. Oh, I saw that story. And knows all the lyrics to Let It Go, and is super adorable. And his mom wanted to sign him up for a princess for a day at um, Disney Paris. Yeah. And... They got back to her and was like, he can't. He's a boy. And she was like, what? And she was all like, social media, take the helm or, or take I, the wheel. I summoned the, she, <laughs> yes. she turned the light on her bathroom and said Twitter three times. <laughs> and it worked. Um, Disney got back to her and was like, hey, no, this person who said that he couldn't because he's a boy is wrong. And that's not what we think. And it, it is available to anyone from the ages of like three to 12, whether they're a boy or a girl. <laughs> so he will get to be a princess for a day and everything is right in the world for a moment. Do you want to go out on another happier, happy-ish piece I of news? I do. Um, story making the rounds this week that an actor named Ed... Screen, Scrine, S-K-R-E-I-N, had been cast as Major Ben Daimyo in the upcoming Hellboy reboot. Yes. Scrine is white, 
the character is not. He is a mixed Japanese character. And when the words started going around, people started getting rolling their eyes at oh, more typical whitewashing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Scryan said, "You know what? Nah, nah." He stepped down from the part. That's amazing. He said, "That ain't cool." That isn't cool. I'm not going to play a part in this. Yeah. And he walked away, which is potentially damaging to his future career prospects and whatnot. But he did the damn thing. He was like, that ain't cool. I didn't know he was, you know, half Japanese when I got the part. And I think it's important for this character to be represented accurately. So I'm out. That's amazing. So geek down salute to you, sir. Ed Scrine. Hopefully we're pronouncing your name right. He he was the guy in um in Deadpool. He played sure. uh, the bad guy in Deadpool. Sure. Have you not seen Deadpool? Nope. Oh my gosh. I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> oh, I actually Lord. am. I'm literally. And she's actually writing it down right writing now. Writing it down right now. Deadpool. I'm just going to. It's the, have an aversion to seeing Deadpool. The it's geek just... down is just going to be movies you have not seen in the last year. <laughs> and there are many. People are going to be like, is this show, what year did this come out? <laughs> Two weeks ago, they were talking about the hottest anime of the summer season, and now they're talking about fucking Deadpool. <laughs> Jordan doesn't go to see movies, um, as you'll find out in the second half of the show. Um, do we want to do updates first, or do we want to just... Yeah, we'll do updates. We can do updates. Um, what do you have? Do you have anything? Um, I have Caitlin moving. That is the show <laughs> I have been watching. It's a terrible show. That show's on reruns. I feel like I've been watching that show forever. That show hurts. It hurts so much everywhere we reached the series finale of caitlin moving yes okay so maybe next week caitlin will actually have an update yeah um i just have my usuals as always made in abyss uh still trucking through on my hero academia so i can hate it which i do (laughs) don't understand hate watching anything maybe like an episode of something but then i'm like uh i don't have time because i like enough characters on there yeah that, like, if they're around, I'm happy. But then Bakugo shows up, and I'm like, Bakugo, fuck yourself. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> Full credit to that dude on Twitter who I saw who mentioned that first, and I told him I was appropriating. He was cool with it. Um, yeah. Getting, getting into final exams, and they're all getting into pairs, and they have to uh, fight a teacher. Of course. That's the... And, of course, Bakugo and Deku up against All Might. Yep. That's where we're getting. That's how the se- fucking season's going to end. I don't care about that. You know what I care about? Frog Girl and the dude with the bird head. <laughs> That's what I care about. That's what I want to see. I'm shipping it. Sue and Tokiyami. If they have a child, will it be like a bird frog? be a bird frog. Hybrid yes. <laughs> person? Oh my god. Fan artists, get out there. Show me what the- show me their family. So yeah, when it's like dealing with that, I'm like, I'm into this show. This is fun. It's yeah. a stupid shonen, but it's still fun. And then it's like, here comes back ago. And I'm like, Ugh. he's so angry all oh, the time. Shut up. Hey, maybe he needs a tooth to be pulled. Maybe. Has it? Oh, it has begun. Oh, we thought we'd get rid of it. Okay. So listeners. <laughs> it has begun. It's a fun weekend here in Toronto. It's Labor Day weekend. Yep. And the thing I learned shortly after moving to this neighborhood about five years ago or whatever, Labor Day weekend is when the Toronto air show happens. Yeah, it does. Guess where it happens? Right above you. Right over fucking Parkdale. <laughs> so uh, throughout, so, you're probably going to hear the sound of like, you know, military airstrikes. It's Do gonna, not be alarmed. It's going to sound a little bit like a war-torn 
area of the world. We'll see how uh, frequent it is, and if we need to shut the window, we will. But for now, let's just uh, let's just enjoy. Just have, chill. Have, have a drink every time one goes by, and uh, maybe it'll be a much more enjoyable podcast for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so My Hero Academia still on. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other one, which, I mean, Caitlin will be like, oh, I guess Caitlin walked in and saw me watching and was like, oh, I guess you like it. I guess you liked it. I can't. It's got to go. Well, that's much better. Boop. God, there's light in here. It's weird. I don't like it. Please like me. Caitlin was like, saw me watching it when she came in. She was like, oh, I guess you liked it more than you let on. It's like, I don't know that I still like it. It's the same as fucking My Hero Academia. There's enough there that I like. I'm also kind of just watching it from like an anthropological <laughs> standpoint. Because listen, I don't know how to say this without instru- without insulting Kira. Okay. Don't insult Kira. I'm She's our number one Kira. fan. She's lovely. But I just feel like... In my experience, there's a certain brand of weirdness Mm -hmm. that is distinctly Australian. Okay. And I encounter people in my life who are not Australian, but have that strain of weirdness. And every time I hear they have gone to Australia, I am never surprised. (laughs) It's like, those are your people. Go there. (laughs) No one is is surprised (laughs) that you ended up in Australia. You look at Hiatus Coyote and you're like, yes, obviously you're Australian. You have that strain of Australian weirdness in you. Right. Um. So I watch it for that fact. And I said to Caitlin, the one thing I, the humor on this show is all based around one thing. Caitlin, say a statement that's true. Um, no one cares about the air show. Do they? Because I feel like someone might care about the air show, wouldn't they? Um, maybe. Possibly. That is it. That, that, is, that is Josh Thomas in a nutshell. That is 90% of the humor on this show. That said, every once in a while, there's something that's really impressive. And I said to Caitlin, this time I talk about this show, I might end up crying because one of them stuck a little too real. Basically, there's an episode, it's like a bottle episode in season two, where in season two, Josh's mom is in an institution voluntarily. Something has happened at the institution and as a way to kind of be there for his mom, he takes her kind of on like a solo camping trip. So it's just like the two of them to the point where like, and we didn't talk about this when we brought the show up last week but uh if nothing else bringing that theme song into my life <laughs> is the best thing ever i sing that fucking theme song all the time um and i <laughs> it's my favorite part and they work they often work the theme song into whatever they're doing like, right the characters are acknowledging the theme song is playing they're singing along to it they're doing whatever mm-hmm. in this episode it's like just the sound of like nature but the mom is singing the theme song <laughs> as they're walking right which is just a little clever thing but as with most of the show, it's not super linear. It's just like a bunch of like barely interconnected moments kind of stitched together right. into an episode. And when it gets to nighttime and they are in the tent and Josh is lying there as his mom is crying inexplicably and just the look on his face. Yeah, that's a little triggering for a boy who grew up with an agoraphobic social anxiety mom. Right. Remembering walking into the kitchen and seeing her crying and vomiting into the sink and going... I'm seven. I don't know what's happening right now. Right. I don't know what I can do about this. Yeah, that was a little unexpected road that I ended up going down watching this show. Um, so for things like that, I still keep watching. And I've only got like, you know, four episodes left on the series as a whole. Like, right. So it has been interesting. I watch it at work and if people walk by, they kind of always stop to watch what it is. And it seems like 
I've heard from listeners who have turned on to the show based on our discussions and have all been like really kind of impressed by it. Um, so Kira brought it to us and we bring it to the people and it's out there and it's changing lives. So high five to us. Well then I think with that, that's that's all all I've got. I feel terrible. The sound of the continuing sound of air raids over the top of my apartment building. Uh, We'll take a break right here. And when we come back, back to format, back to format, Kate and I each brought each other something to check out that we'd never seen before. It's true. And as always could not be further apart. Yeah. Well, not always. Sometimes we try and match it up. Sometimes. Not this week, though. Nope. (laughs) So when we come back, we're going to talk about those things that we brought each other right after this. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where Jordan and I discuss the things we brought each other. But before we get into that, we have three rules. Yep. And a giant engine <laughs> on a plane. 747 going by overhead. <laughs> um, the first rule is the rule of three, which is if the thing we brought each other comes in... Oh, you always say it really well. Installments, installments of any form. Installments. That's it. Installments of any form. We will at least watch, consume, read three of them. Yep. So if it's a television show, we'll at least watch three episodes. If it is a book, we'll read three chapters, etc. Etc. Yeah. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which is no matter how we felt about the thing we brought each other, uh, we will not say anything about it to the other. Nope. Nope. So you guys get the freshest and hottest of takes. Um, It's the fall months. Yeah. Everyone's talking about pumpkin spice. Can't wait to get that pumpkin spice and put my scarf on and my my big cardigan, burly cardigan sweater and get out there and crunch the leaves. You know what goes great with a pumpkin spice latte? What? A piping hot take. A piping hot take? Fresh from the oven. Right. Just soft, sweet, accentuates the spiciness of the pumpkin spice so well. Actually, don't drink those lattes. They're fucking poison, but... What? They really are. Oh, because of all the sugar? Never never look at the nutritional makeup of a pumpkin spice latte or have like one for the entire season. No. Um, but still, maybe if you get a skinny pumpkin spice latte, fresh take goes just as well. It's true. I like that we've given them this notice. <laughs> I feel like we there's some sort of advisory sticker we need to... <laughs> the take advi- from the take advisory board. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's just a policy, is that there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Um, now, the things we're giving you, they're not really spoilery. It's not like a show that's going on right now or something with a twist ending. Um, not really. But if you don't like spoilers at all or to know anything that happens, you need to take off. You need to go. Get out of here. Get. Go, old yeller. Go. <laughs> Oh, actually, that doesn't happen in your old yeller. He just kills the dog. Um, you know, one of those movies where the someone has to chase something away for their own good. That. But for you. And spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell are we even starting with this week? Um, I believe we are starting with uh, what you brought me. All right. So I brought Caitlin a comic. Yeah. I as, love getting comics. As I do. As I do sometimes. Oddly enough, when I was deep in collecting comics... Like going going every week, can't wait for Wednesday, all yeah. that nonsense. My then girlfriend at the time, uh, sometimes I, I greatly enjoyed sometimes reading comics to her. Okay. Sometimes she enjoyed this as well. Um, 
quick quick question huh. a large part of comics is the actual visual component did you like hold it up like what you do with kids sometimes if it, if it would merited okay um I don't know if this this one specifically was very action based. However, it didn't really matter because this was the one she could not stand. Really? If I read to her from this book, yeah, she would get so angry. <laughs> All right. So, is that a is that a preview of what's to come? I don't know. We'll find out when we get into our conversation on One Hundred Bullets. I pew, feel like it needs pew, yeah. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> For the next five minutes, just a hundred gunshots. <laughs> we have. We have air raid sirens. I suppose that's just as good. Uh, this is a book that came out on Vertigo. It ran for 10 years from June 99 to April 2009. Every issue written by Brian Azzarello. Every issue drawn by Eduardo Riso with Dave Johnson on the covers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this was a Vertigo book. Probably one of the last hurrahs of what we consider... The Golden Age of Vertigo? Classic Vertigo that ran from Sandman through Doom Patrol, through Preacher, through Fables, through Why the Last Man, through all that run. This was yeah. maybe one of the last ones standing before it, Vertigo kind of became a... Str- <laughs> that sound. Before Vertigo became that sound. <laughs> before Vertigo became publishing's equivalent of... <laughs> That is what it was. This is a crime book um, that starts off kind of anthology-like. Uh, oddly enough, the rule of three, in a rare instance, actually gave Caitlin a complete story. Yeah. Which is, which never happens, but also gave her no indication of what this book ultimately becomes. So we'll see how that works out as well. Yeah. Basically, if you were to make a TV show of this, TV show, you missed how I say that. Why do I always say it like a rube? TV show. <laughs> I, if you were to make a TV show about this, the bullet point no pun intended, would be basically um, a man shows up and hands you a briefcase with an untraceable gun and 100 untraceable bullets Mm -hmm. and proof that someone has wronged you in your life and the assurance that whatever you do with that gun and those bullets, nothing will happen to you. Right. You can fire off every one of them. You can do nothing. Either way, there will be no legal repercussions to your life. What will you do with them? In this opening arc, we deal with what is probably kind of a trite, by-the-book sort of revenge, gangland revenge sort of story about a girl named Dizzy Cordova, who is recently out of prison and is just trying to live a normal life when she is visited on the bus by the mysterious Agent Graves. Her husband and her child, I believe as well, were both killed in a gangland shooting. Yes. Um, And she's very much, you know, trying to put that behind her other people in her family are telling her like you know you need to go get those suckers who killed hector is it hector i believe the name hector. Of her, her, ex, it might be. her husband her baby daddy um it was her husband were they married yeah um need to go get the get the guys who popped hector and she's like no we just i gotta put that behind me you know it's like i I don't remember what she was in jail for in the first place. Did she take a fall for Hector? So, or? so I, I could explain Fill it this. In. You've read this much more recently yes. than I have. So basically what had happened is they had gone clean because they were in love and they had this baby and she was just chilling with her ladies and she was just, she was being a little stupid as well. Um, they went to go shoot someone and she was basically in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. And... So they sh- uh, try and shoot this guy. He, there's a extra crossfire. Someone accidentally gets shot who isn't supposed to. And all the ladies in the car 
get killed except for her. Mm. Um, and so because she's the only one left, they're like, well, you were there. You obviously had something to do with it. And she's like, no, it was wrong place, wrong time. They're like, no, you're taking that the fall. Um, she's supposed to be doing 15 years, but because of overcrowding in jails, they've like booted her out early. But while she was in jail, her husband and her baby uh, were murdered. Yes. And and she feels like this is God's punishment for her being evil. Yes. Agent Graves is presenting her with evidence that he claims proves it was not just a random act of God that did this. It was they not. They were targeted. This and... is very Punisher-esque. They were targeted, and there's something she can do about it with this gun and these hundred bullets, should she choose to do it. And that is what you get in the first, like, three issues here. As you move along, Dizzy is a recurring character. She continues along through the story. I ran a hundred issues, which I don't think... They definitely were going for, like, the Stan and Jack Fantastic Four, like, all-time record. Uh, I think Mark Bagley and Brian Michael Bendis broken on Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. But they definitely did. You know, solid hundred issues. Uh, told a complete story that deals with the it basically becomes a huge mafia like crime epic right. type of thing and Graves's reasons for why he's hunting out these people and what his ultimate plan for the people he's choosing are and what he wants them for in these crime families you come to meet and basically this organization called the Minutemen which were like the independent uh, enforcers that carried out checks and balances for the trust which was this you know grouping of i think 13 crime families that goes back to like the fucking days of columbus sort of thing right. what, what era was that history uh, it's person? like uh 14 1500s yeah they go back to there and the minimen were always the um well i i i read uh something because i was looking something up uh about the medicis and that was very early like italy yeah so 13 1400s and they always had the minimen and shit went wrong and the minimen were dispatched and basically, I don't even know how it ends. I haven't even read the whole thing because uh, I jumped off of Monthly Comics when it was at about issue 80. So I never did quite see exactly how it ended. Yep. Um, but that's basically what starts as this very small thing with briefcases and, and, you know, what would you do type scenario balloons into this giant crime epic. But just based on what you have read in here, um, how did you feel about 100 bullets? Complicated <laughs> for a number of reasons. Get into it. Um, so you never want to like read something and then your first reaction to it be, did a white guy write this? Cause it changes a lot of things, right? To, to be fair, I have read, I did read this when I thought about giving this to you, I went back and reread it. Yeah. Um, this was a while ago. It was a couple months ago. And when I read it, I went, Ooh man. Yeah. The early issues are rough. Yes. Um, um, for those of you who are like, why? What's going on? Um, a lot of the speak is like gang speak slang. Um, street slang. He's trying to do Elmore Leonard, but it doesn't yeah. quite. I, I think he does get much better at it as the series goes on. Yeah. But in the early goings, I definitely thought, yeah, rereading those issues, I was like, mm, this kind of stuff. I, and also, I'm always like, is that really what people say? <laughs> Is that really how they talk to each other? I mean, sometimes. But you feel like uh, shows like The Wire, like they actually talk to people. Which is all written by a bunch of white people, too. So, Yes, but you almost feel like maybe they got con- some, some consultants <laughs> and just being like, so how would you say this to, to somebody else? Mm. Right? Like it doesn't feel as maybe a white person wrote this. 
Um, and then there was another side of it, which was Eduardo Risso, you did a great job, except you don't know how to draw ladies. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, if somebody shoots their brother, their nipples are not hard as rocks. <laughs> Just gonna put that out there. Everybody's nipples are hard when they're drawn by Eduardo Risa. Uh, yeah, but it's and, and and she's never wearing a bra, but her boobs are always like super high. Like she's wearing like a push-up bra. Mm. She also had a baby and probably breastfed, and her boobs wouldn't look like that if she wasn't wearing a bra. I just you know just some notes from like you know an amateur artist. Boobs don't look like that, Eduardo. Boobs don't look like that, and it's really distracting. Because you're not like, oh, this is like a really intense scene and like this is kind of cool. You're like, whoa, <laughs> wow, going to poke somebody's eye out with one of those. Um, so, yeah, those were things that definitely popped me out of the story. Popped. Popped. Um, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just, other than that, though, I really enjoyed the story and I, I liked her as a character. I mean, they didn't, she wasn't, it, she wasn't too complex, but the story was a, a sort of a fast paced so- story. Um, so it wasn't something I just thinking of ladies in comics. Um, uh, it wasn't like Jessica Jones, right? Where it's going a lot into emotional depths and there is a bit of that. Um, and there is some, there are good, some, a good, good moments with, um, other friends and her mother and, talking about the trauma she's been through in jail and stuff like that. But they, the story is a lot about these cops that have, are obviously up to no good. They're also the one that the cops are one dimensional, like bad guys. Mm. They're like the evilest of the evil. (laughs) Um, so seeing them die is not really a big deal, but I did like the twist with her brother being behind a large part of it and her not killing him, but her basically being like, I'm kind of going to let you bleed out, but I'm also going to call 911 and let you take the fall for everything. She just like dumps like heroin all over (laughs) him. Have fun in jail. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was. That was interesting, and that made the character interest, interesting. And how does it end? Does she meet Shepard in those um, issues? Or yes. she the guy with the trench coat? Yes, uh, who meets, meets her in the church at one point. Right. And, like, he pulls up alongside her after it's all done, and she, like, gets into the car. Kind of like the end of Stranger Things, where, like, he just, like, he knows. He makes a choice, mm. and she obviously ha- is like, okay, so this chapter of my life is closed. I don't want to go in jail. I don't want to be in the streets anymore. Um, and she, when she's in jail, she sort of realizes some things about the streets as well. Her mom's all about, like, we need to fight for our blood. And she's like, you don't understand. We have no control here. All we do is die here. Mm. Um, so that's really interesting as well. I would like to see the character grow in the comics, if that's a possibility. She does, I'd say. Um, and sort of become a very different person if it was to go on. Um, I'm kind of sad that... I. When I was reading a little bit about it, um, I I got the feeling it was more of an anthology and there are these different characters that it cycled through, um, which is too bad because I think she would – having a female character in this position, a, a Punisher-esque character, I think is a really neat idea. It kind of flips that on its head. Um, and she has some – if I recall, she has some very good moments later on. Like this to me is a comic that's like how have they not done a show about this so, yet? Which they are, aren't they? Yes. Have you read this more recently than so I So they actually were starting to do a show quite a ways back, like 
twenty two thousand and something, and then because there were like a string of shootings in the United States, uh, they decided to not. It was going to be on a showcase, and they decided to hard to glorify gun violence after Sandy Hook. Yeah, it, uh, stopped it, um, and now they're doing a show with oh, uh, what's his name? He's Bronson. Um, Bronson? No. Uh, Action Bronson? No, no, no. Um, hold on. I can think of him. Um, he is British. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of things. Oh, he played, uh, he played See, Batman. I, I, I already know who it is. Yes, shut everyone. up. Uh, I hate when he does this. Christian just, Bale? No. No, you, you said he played Batman. The bat, the bad guy in, in the Christian Bale, Batman. Heath Ledger is dead. No, the third one. You know who this is. Why are you making me suffer? Um, um, oh, why can't I can... Uh-huh. It's time for that. <laughs> Rocketing. You know who I'm talking about. Can I just get one more statement in your Bane voice, please? Go fuck <laughs> Do you like that statement? Uh, it would be Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's it. There we go. Uh, Tom Hardy. Anyways, he's apparently producing something, but he, they said he's going to like star in it. But I don't know what that means. I'm like, well, he's not a Latino woman. So that is a problem. Or Latino woman. I had to guess he plays Lano. That's my, oh, okay. that's my guess. Um, Lano is your... <laughs> I would say he's the Omar of 100 Bullets, but he's like... Omar at least had some, like, redeeming qualities. Like, yeah. Lano was just kind of a monster. <laughs> um, oh, okay. But was one of these former Minutemen as well. Is now just really totally out for self. It's probably a good Game of Thrones analogy for him, but I can't think of who it would be. Littlefinger? Yeah, maybe. But more violent and, like, more hands-on. So Littlefinger, but with a sword. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so, well, the Hound has some redeeming qualities. He would be the Hound. He would yes. be the Hound, though. Yes. But even eviler. eviler. Yes. With, like, no care for Arya or... Right. Or Brienne or anyone like that. Right. I don't know. It's real hard, because it's like, you get a full story in those three issues, yeah. but there's not a whole lot to make you want to go on with it. Oh, like if I, I think there is. Do you think there is? I think she's a compelling enough character, and you want to know what this bigger picture is and how it is. But if is you know that- she's not really going to pop up again, like, I don't I don't remember when she... She might have, like, a scene in issue four, but as far as I know, issue four is all about, like, Cole, like a totally like another person. But I think that's interesting. If you're if you're going to the fourth into the fourth fourth issue, going okay, let's see what happens next to her, and then all of a sudden there's this new character. You're like, oh, what's going on here? Right? It's a way of it's another guy getting handed a briefcase. With yeah. So then you're like, okay, what's his story? And I think that keeps the momentum going for sure. Well, what would you give it then? Um, I'd give it a uh, seven and a half. Okay. Um, it was good. I liked it. Um, the art was gritty and good for the comic. Like, I think it was a good reflection. Aside from the nipples. Except there are deductions for not being able to draw women. Like, really? Um, you're obviously a talented artist. Just go look at a body. And the weird slang that I was like, this was written by a white male. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I just knew straight away. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, there you go. Well, that is out there wherever you find comics or books. I think it runs for nine trades, perhaps. There are two. I know for sure there are two volumes. Um, oh, those would be huge then. Yeah, 
I don't know if it's just two volumes, but there's uh, definitely a volume one and a volume two. They might be a little hard to find, but I mean, they're readily available on all your digital devices if you're down with reading them that way. Yeah. And it did win a uh, handful of Eisner and Harvey Awards as well, if that makes a difference to what you choose to spend your time consuming. Cool. So that's out there as well. Yeah. 100 Bullets. Nice. 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 Well, what are we on to next? Next. Hitting the microphone. Next. We're on to 2014's The Lego Movie. (laughs) Everything is... Awesome. Can't sing anymore or we're going to get sued. Um, so the Lego movie is a 3D computer animated adventure comedy film. It is uh, directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, um, who are film and TV or f- film, television writers, producers, actors, and animators uh, known for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and 21 Jump Street and known as the guys who left the young Han Solo film. Yes. 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 And, they, and they did Clone High. And they did Clone... Oh, oh, yeah, they did Clone High. They did Clone High. Totally forgot about that. I I don't know how it came about. I haven't read all the details about it. Basically, they're like, we can make a Lego film. It's going to be awesome. And someone was like, yeah, sure. And gave them a budget. Really wish they would do this with me. I have lots of ideas about things. Just a movie about Legos. And they were like, sure. And they had been making Lego films for a while. So there's like Lego Batman and Lego Justice League and stuff like that. But nothing on this scale. I think the games were also probably a big lead in to this as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to just read the, the wiki article <laughs> on on the plot because... Uh, all right. I'm I'm really bad at that. <clears throat> In a Lego world populated by anthrom anthro God damn it, you wiki, it too. anthropomorphic minifigures, the evil lord business finds a super weapon called the Craggle. The wizard Vitruvius attempts to stop him, but is blinded by business robots. Sorry, businesses robots. Before business leaves with the weapon, Vitruvius prophecies that a person call, prophesizes. That's not prophecies. It should be prophesizes that a person. Hey, this is the this article, is not me. Going so well. <laughs> called the special will find the piece of resistance. Get it? Piece de resistance. Yep. Um, a brick capable of stopping the craggle. Eight and a half years later, construction worker Emmett. Brokowski finds a woman called Wild Style searching for something at his construction site after hours. When he investigates, Emmett falls into a hole and finds the piece of resistance. Compelled to touch it, Emmett experiences vivid visions and passes out. He awakens with the piece of resistance attached to his back in the custody of bad cop Lord Business's lieutenant. Honey? Yeah. Is this the synopsis or the full plot of the movie? It's the full plot. I was going to end there and okay. then we could take it. <laughs> What? I guess I just it didn't end when I expected it to end. No. It kept going. I just wanted to are you just gonna rattle off the whole everything that happens in the movie? Well, they need to know. It's very complicated. It's not that complicated. Well, there it's hard to, if you haven't seen it, it's hard to visualize. You're like, I don't understand there's like there's but they're Lego, but they're people. Everything's made of Legos. Everything's made of Lego. Um so yeah, so Emmett is basically he's He's an idiot. He's <laughs> he's an idiot. And everyone's like, really? He's the special? Um, Voiced by some of the best voice casting you could ever have for a character like this. Yes. Amazing. Um, who, who is it? One of the Chris's. 
Are we going to do this again? I don't know. It's Chris Pratt. I'll Chris save you the Pratt. Trouble. There we go. Chris <laughs> Pratt. There we go. I was going to look it up. You know, Chris Guardians. Chris Jurassic Chris. Yeah, Jurassic Chris. We'll call him that. Uh, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, Allison Brie, who plays the best pony ever. Um, She's a kitty. Oh, is she? Is she a kitty pony? Unikitty. Unikitty. There we go. It's been a while. Um, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson in the best role of his life, and Morgan Freeman as the wizard. Also amazing casting. Also amazing casting. Yeah, shouts to that. I don't know that I've ever gotten to hear Morgan Freeman do dumb funny before. Like, yeah. <laughs> like stupid funny. <laughs> He's good at it. And <laughs> deadpan stupid funny suits Morgan Freeman. And Liam Neeson is hilarious. Listen, sometimes I just need joy in my life, so... Charlie Day is 1980s <laughs> spaceman. <laughs> Just all he wants to do is build a spaceship. Spaceship! Spaceship! <laughs> uh, That's the best thing ever. Um, so what you come to find in this movie, and I already knew this before I went into it. Yeah. Um, but probably, it's not exactly subtle with what it's dishing out. And it's something that I, I enjoy that they went this route. Because it's something I found really interesting once when I read a... <laughs> How are you going to connect these three inks together? A essay by Pulitzer winner Michael Chabon. Oh. And a book called Maps and Legends, I believe, perhaps. Um, either that book or Manhood for Amateurs. I can't remember which. But it was basically the first time I ever read this notion that, like, it's a notion that even... I might go to thread Michael Chabon, Michael K. Williams and Community, and <laughs> and the Lego movie together. I am, I am all ears. Michael Chabon wrote an essay in there once basically talking about how play has changed. Okay. From the days where he was a child, where basically you just got a bag of Legos once, or like, you know, your G.I. Joe's fought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like... Please, just call them Lego. It's just Lego. Lego is plural. Legos. No, please don't do this. Legos. <laughs> please don't do this to me. It's distracting me from your very epic, <laughs> epic thought. How play has changed in that you used to get a just bag of Lego. Thank you. Ugh, and <laughs> made whatever you could. Yeah. This is the shit you got. Make what you can out of it. A similar point made by Michael K. Williams, who plays a you know biology te- college biology teacher recently released from prison, yeah. who, and this is a quote, says, what's up with Legos? <laughs> it's like, I know you know what I'm talking about. They used to be simple. Yeah. Got Harry Potter Lego, Star Wars Lego. Like, it just didn't make any sense to him. Yeah. And this is the push and pull you find in the Lego movie, where, you know, Lord Business wants everything to be kept very... As it should be. Yeah. Everything directions and the, you know, master builders, the characters like Wild Style. I love that everybody keeps asking her, like, are you a DJ? Like, what is <laughs> that actually your name? <laughs> um, Wild Style and Vitruvius and even Batman, they are master builders. Yeah. And they can, they can build whatever. I'll grab this truck and this helicopter and, and I'll just make something out of this and yeah. it'll be awesome. The push-pull there about doing what's prescribed by the lego set because you know now if you go into any lego store it's all just like they give you the exact number of stuff to make this exact thing and that's it or maybe you can build two or three things out of it but it's just that thing yeah versus the you know anarchy of play that we used to have like Mm -hmm. in the 80s where it's like well i have one gi joe and shredder (laughs) and optimus prime and they're going to go on epic adventures together. And I have biker mice from Mars. Yeah. What am I going to do? So you have a popple and a biker, <laughs> and a biker mouse from Mars. And Those are the things I played with. And my one. And a she-ra sword. And so. Like, yeah. And it, it was glow in the dark. And it was my friend Victoria's. And it was awesome. So 
what are you what are you this is the shit you got yeah what are you gonna do you don't have enough to like do the shit you saw on the commercial no those kids had lots of money versus now where nine times out of ten especially if you're buying lego you get the exact number of pieces you have to make the millennium falcon or the death star you know the death star or this this batmobile and you have you have a joker and now this is this is what you're playing this is what you're doing it's batman and the batmobile chasing the joker that's what you have and that push pull is established in the movie up to the point where it goes crazy meta near the third act yeah. where you realize that everything that's been happening in the movie is just this kid playing with his dad's Legos. Lego, Lego in the Lego sets in the basement, which are the dad who was played by Will Ferrell, who is the voice of Lord Business, yeah. has this, you know, what I'm sure there are many people in the world looked at and went, oh, because <laughs> it's just like meticulously built there's even an argument the dad and the son have in there. It's like we bought yeah. it in the toy store. It's like, no, we're elevating it. This is a complicated, this is a complex interlocking brick system. Um, <laughs> it's like, but, but we bought it at the toy store. <laughs> um, where he's got all the, the city stuff is on this table and all the old West stuff's over there. Yeah. And all the, you know, medieval stuff, the castles are over there and Star Wars is here and Batman is here and everything is kept in its own little area and they never meet. And, what you've seen in the movie is the kid playing with all this stuff and just mashing it all together. And that's how you get Batman and a pirate and <laughs> princess Unikitty and yes. <laughs> all this stuff together, you know, finds the, finds the little Emmett. Basically Emmett falls down a tube and that's when it goes like live action. Yeah. And the kid's saying to his dad, like, you know, no, he's the hero. And he's like, he's not, he's just a, He's just a standard, you know, construction random worker. Yeah. nameless construction worker. He goes here. That's his that's his spot. And the craggle is this is where it really tipped its hand, I thought. The cra- the craggle is, you know, crazy glue, which is what the dad uses to affix all this stuff in place so it can never move and just be stationary. That sort of thing. And then he, you know, the dad looks at all the stuff his kid has built with by mixing and mashing up all the different things that he has and the hell beautiful father son moment type of thing and everybody wins and hooray yeah it's a great movie <laughs> um i did like the ending flip as well where it's, <laughs> where it's like okay well if you get to play with this stuff now your sister also gets to play with this stuff <laughs> like the duplo block <laughs> yeah come to attack <laughs> voiced by a child i thought that was amazing um but yeah I, listen this is not one of those things where it's like i this is just jordan falling prey to his like i don't go out to see movies yes thing uh, I never had an aversion to this. It always looked fun. I love Lord and Miller. Um, I have seen their movies in the theater. I saw both Jump Streets in the theater, I think. Um. And so, I mean, I knew this was going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I just really enjoyed <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> Trying to, like, buddy up to Superman. Yeah. And Superman low-key shading him the whole time. Just being like, oh... Oh, oh no! I've no! I've got to go back to Krypton. <laughs> like I heard, Krypton blew up though. Um, there were little things like that. I loved the fact, and I knew this was in there that uh, Will Forte played Abraham Lincoln for two seconds because yep. he played Abraham Lincoln on Clone High. Yeah, and I love that. Lord and Miller never forget their roots in that. Um, yeah, no, it was just I. The, my only one thing I will say is I found the action scenes were just like. <laughs> And this could just be grandpa being grandpa, uh, became like real, like transform Michael Bay transformers. Oh, to me. So, Cause I was going to say the only action scenes I really can't stomach are the transformer action yeah. scenes. 
where it's just like it just looks you just looks like you threw them down the stairs like i don't know it's just, <laughs> just shit clanking and flashing it was like jesus what is happening and that's to a lesser extent i found that here where it's just yeah. like i don't what am i focusing on i don't even know what i'm supposed to be looking at here um but you're trying to like take these brickish blockish things and have them do like parkour and yeah you know ninja moves it's a little a little awkward i like the idea of doing lego doing parkour <laughs> um wild style can definitely do definitely do parkour um that was my only real like quibble with it It was like every time an action scene was started i was just kind of like you know look through my eyelashes being squint my eyes like i'm looking at a magic eye picture just being like okay does this make sense now like is it a sailboat is it a dinosaur (laughs) Um, but other than that no it was it was fun this is just this is my thing i bump into all the time like i really okay listen if i had kids to go out and take to this movie you know it would it, it, it would delight them it would be amazing for them, and watching them enjoy it would be great. But you know, as a as a bachelor, movies just don't make sense to me a lot of the times. So I'm yeah. like, so much money was spent on this, and for why? It was like a hundred minutes, and cool, it was fun, but I'm not going to think about it in two weeks. Like, but meanwhile, you got to watch it from the comfort of your ca- of your couch. I did, chair. and I almost just fired up the Lego Batman movie immediately after it. <laughs> it, be, it was very good. Just to be like, well, let me check this out then, because this wasn't this is was really good. Let me see what the next one is. Um... <laughs> Because Will Arnett is great as Batman. Oh, yeah. And I love that Batman's a moron as well. <laughs> his his mixtape? I, mi- I, I already heard his mixtape song. Yeah. Was it Darkness, No Parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. It's about me being an orphan. Um, no, it's when... It's when they're like breaking down the plan and the role everybody's going to play. Yeah. And they're basically saying, like, Bruce Wayne's got to go in and, you know do some business stuff in the boardroom yeah. and he's like oh bruce wayne what <laughs> who's that he sounds like a real cool guy <laughs> <laughs> like, you idiot we all know you're bruce wayne um no shit shit like that i enjoyed they did less with star wars than i thought they would although i guess it's amazing that star wars even got in there at all um, um i'm sorry the lando everything was amazing it was a real brief though um and i mean yeah given the rights involved I'm more interested in that now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. Um, so your correspondent Le- and I, Lego's got rights. You know, Lego's got Lego's got the rights for all these things. Yep. But like, how can you can you depict them in a movie? If like, because Disney owns Disney owns Star Wars, but Warner Brothers owns all, Warner Brothers owns all the DC people. So that's I why know. they're in there. But how does Star Wars get in there? Without, I know. Who? How did that? Get, how how did those wheels get greased? So so Lego is the only like Lego's not owned by anyone. Lego's Lego, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they can do these rights things. I think that's how they got all in together uh, because they're depicted through the Lego through the Lego versions. Verse, yeah. maybe interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what we're most interested. <laughs> in. Senior correspondent and I spent a whole afternoon figuring this all out because we're like, it's how did the they rights. get the rights to this? And like, this toy company owns these guys, but this toy co- t- company owns these other guys. There were Ninja Turtles in there as well. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know who owns those. It's all kinds of stuff. Craziness. Uh, this is an eight. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Great. It was fun. Made me chuckle enough. Um, brought me back. Listen, I did enjoy... I didn't play a lot of the games. I think the Batman game was the only one I played, but I did... Because I found they got kind of repetitive as they went along. Yeah. But, um, I did enjoy how they put me in mind of that the general vibe and attitude of the games and, you know, you break something and then you build something new out of it that you need to, you know, break down some wall or something. And the voice acting was all flawless across across the board. Oh, like it said, was amazing. Greatly enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson doing his good cop. 
impersonations off-putting but funny <laughs> um yeah just something about charlie day being so excited about a spaceship was just amazing all he wants to do is build a spaceship and he gets to and that's that is the best moment of the film <laughs> the show they all watch called where's my pants <laughs> just a dude who walks in and goes honey where are my pants and then when she like when lucy as you come to find out her name actually is busts in and like uses the airwaves she's like well here you go pants found pants show's over <laughs> Um, the, uh, I didn't know this cause I didn't have Lego when I was a kid because no one loved me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently anyone who had, if you look at the spaceman, he's got, uh, he's cracked, he's right? Cracked. Yeah. Apparently every single person who had a spaceman and that helmet, put the it helmet was cracked. On it cracked. Was it cracked before you put the helmet on? No, no, no it's just, it's cracked when it was playing, it became cracked cause it, they didn't know how to make helmets in those oh. days and it was brittle. And like, I remember seeing your correspondent freaking out with his brother <laughs> about that being like, Oh my God, it's cracked. Just like our spaceman was cracked. Uh, I had a white spaceman. I remember that. Um, there was a moment where they go through like a very 1980s looking, it might've been when they were like doing the credits Yeah. and when they were saying Charlie days, when they were putting Charlie days name up on the credits, they went through like. I definitely had like a flat gray, just like Lego Base, board plate, but yeah. there was definitely a crater on it. Like this was supposed to be like, like a moon. your space, to, yeah, your moon yeah. landing type of thing. And I definitely had a white suited um, astronaut. Did not have the blue one though. Yeah. Keep on talking about Lego that I never got. It's fine. <sighs> it wasn't even a set. It was literally like a bag somebody that was like handed down for my cousins. I wish someone knew a cousin who could give me Lego. Oh my God. Next, next patron, next patron expenditure. It's <laughs> goddamn Lego for Kate. Uh, Eight for the Lego movie. Seven point five for one hundred bullets. Not a bad outing for getting no. back to back to format. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. Welcome back to regularly scheduled programming. Hope you hope you're still with us. Hope you're not like mad or sad or well, angry. Are they mad or sad or angry? I don't know. Maybe they like hearing us talk about like that that hot new new. I know. Well, we, we've talked and maybe you guys can give us your feedback. Um, we've talked about maybe doing like the new anime single episode thing like we do for August Watcherama, um, where we both watch the new anime and then uh, that, that, that hot new new and then talk about it maybe once a month. We do do single topics. Yeah. When we uh, usually we've done them like every 10 episodes or something, but yeah. we can do them with a little more frequency if that's what the people want to hear. And we've had a call for merch as well. Merch? People want merch. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Merch? Tra- Travi wants merch. So one person wants merch. Well, Travi speaks for Travi speaks for everyone. That's true. He is. He, he does. Please like me. Does he, though? <laughs> does he, though? Does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he um, all right. So, yeah, we'll figure out. We have, hey, we have a whole board full of stuff. If it costs us nothing up front, we'll get you all the fucking merch you want. Yeah. Well. You got to get to the X. I got to get to the X and eat things that are bad for me. And I go um, on rides. Does deep fried butter count as dairy? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> does this does this horrible dairy thing count as dairy? Uh-huh, it does. That's uh, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. But deep fried Kool-Aid well, gonna... does not. What? That's a thing? <laughs> That's a thing. That's horrifying. <laughs> Talking to Christine before, you know, making plans to go to this thing tonight. And she's like, you buy popcorn. I'm like, cool. I can't have popcorn. It's like the, it's like the worst, the thing. worst possible thing I could possibly have. And she's like, "Oh, you can buy us a couple beers." And I was like, "Can't have carbonated beverages." <laughs> Whittling down the list. Yep, I can have. Uh, I can have. Try and bring in your bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they say anything. 
<laughs> sir, is that a flask? Yes. Um, you can't bring that in here, sir. It's filled with mashed potatoes. <laughs> How will I get them out, though? I can't use a straw. <laughs> It'll be the most Irish thing ever. Well, coming with the fire at the exit there, Caitlin McKinnon. <laughs> on that note, let's go on a high note. We'll be back here next week, friends. We hope you will join us for it. As mentioned at the top, you can get at us on Twitter and Instagram at GeekDownPod. Email GeekDownPod at gmail.com or on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod we will be back next week for another fantastic episode of the geekdown pod we hope you will join it for us friends we love that you do my name is jordan ferguson my name is kate mckinnon theme song is by rob gasser and we'll be back next week for another fantastic episode of the geekdown podcast No, we have to match it up. You, you start. The system is down. The system is down.